Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the creator of Submission Support, our monthly membership to help you curate and submit your next wedding. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for today's brand new episode because I'm chatting with Cameron Tia all about how wedding photographers can embrace the power of AI. Cameron and Tia share their advice and best practices as artificial intelligence makes its way into the photography industry. They share their thoughts about how we can easily and seamlessly start to integrate parts of AI into our workflow, which will give us hours back of our own lives. A little bit about Cameron and Tia is that they are wedding photographers and photography business coaches based in Minneapolis. They've transformed their past passions as a dance teacher and attorney at law into teaching others to create the same flexibility and freedom in their own businesses. And I'm so excited that they're here. This is a great episode and I can't wait to dive in. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have two incredible guests on the line today. Cameron, Tia, can you guys say hi? Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here. Oh, we are so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's such a good topic. and I feel like it's really relevant. We're going to be talking about how wedding photographers can embrace the power of AI. And I have so many thoughts about this, and I'm sure our audience does too. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. So before we get started, let's introduce you to everybody who's listening. Let uh, Tell us a little bit about you guys, how you got started, and when you began your business. Yes. So we are Cameron and Tia Goff. We are wedding photographers based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we are husband and wife duo. We actually met in second grade. Cam and I went to school all growing up together in Minnesota. And then Cam actually proposed to me back at that same elementary school. And we both had our own separate careers prior to photography. Cam was actually an attorney and I was a dance teacher. And Cam was kind of, you know, hobby and photography here and there. He was into it a little bit. I was like, hey, you should make this a business. Like, How fun would it be to do really seemingly lame things like make an email address or like get a logo? We were (laughs) pumped about it. And so (laughs) I basically forced it upon him. I was like, let's start shooting seniors. We photographed seniors very part-time, you guys. Like, We were not trying to make this a thing. I would not even classify it as a side hustle. It was like date night vibes. We were going on date nights afterwards. (laughs) And um, so we did that for three years exclusively until we got engaged and we were like, hey, why have we not even tried a wedding? Like, 
let's put our hat in the ring. And so we, Cam was in law school at the time. He was gearing up to take the bar and we were like, let's set a goal of three to five weddings. That seems really reasonable. We can keep doing our careers. We found out really quickly that we are not dip our toes in the water kind of people. We are like dive head freaking first. And so we actually ended up booking 18 weddings. Um, oh. It was Cam's first year as an attorney. Insane. <laughs> um, and from there, we were able to almost double it our second year. We both left our full-time jobs within the next year. And so we've been working from home together since 2017 and absolutely loving it. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. So I think that what that's amazing, but also the fact that you met in second grade, <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> like really sticky, but that's amazing. So you're like grade school sweethearts. Literally. Okay. Well, kind of not. So we didn't start dating until our senior year of high school. We knew each other all growing up. We're overlapping friend groups in the same friend groups. And then we barely made it official. So we're like barely high school sweethearts. Actually, it was like pre prom vibes. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. But you've known each other like your whole lives. That's that's so insane. So you went from 18 weddings the first year, you doubled it. Uh, Cameron, what are you doing with this uh, law degree? Are we using it or no? <laughs> uh, not really anymore. I mean, so I am no longer a practicing attorney. Uh, that is done. Um, but really, I'm just, we use it sometimes in our day to day or in our contracts or things like that, like little tiny things that just like, it's helpful knowledge to have yeah. um, or to come tax time, little things like that. But for the most part, it's a very different part of my brain and my personality and everything that I'm using now. And that's just, it's a really exciting and fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I think being a lawyer versus a photographer is definitely two parts of your brain. I love that yeah. you said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the creative side and the analytical side. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yes. And I really think truly that is the pure definition of Cam's personality <laughs> is that he has this like very polar skill set that really thrives in both those arenas. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So let's get started. Let's jump in. I feel like AI is a hot topic and it's definitely, I mean, taken, I feel like it's like Terminator and the machines are coming. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Arnold, they've warned us 25 years ago. (laughs) But for those who are listening and don't know what it is, can you define what AI means? Yes. So biggest, broadest brush, brush. AI is a program that more or less mimics human intelligence. It allows a machine to think and operate and problem solve as a human would. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be really great, right? I think once you Absolutely. sort of take the uh-huh. fear fear or like the unknown out of it, it can actually be pretty, pretty awesome. Right. So now that we know what it is, you know, how can we as wedding photographers or, or professionals who are listening, you know, how can we start to like embrace this? Like what, what is out there for us? Yes. So before I dive in, I'm going to dive into three kind of big categories that we can use. I want to say I was totally that person that was scared. I was like, I am not feeling this, especially when Cam started bringing it to me of like, hey, let's start implementing this into our workflows. Hey, let's start figuring out what apps and what tools to use. I was like, sir, I do not think this has anything to do with me, especially not like the intersection of our business until Cam started pointing out all the ways that I was already using AI. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, Every single day in Tia's life, she was already using AI. And this was like, obviously, ChatGPT comes into the picture and it blows up and everyone's talking about ChatGPT and like it's doing this new and exciting and big thing. But when we think back, like in our daily lives, every time Tia gets in the car, pulls out Google Maps and asks it to tell her where to go, it's using a form of AI to route her map every single turn. And she loves that and she uses it and relies on it every single day for our 
uh, our home. We have a smart home. So every time she interacts with Siri to ask it to close the blinds or turn on these lights or little things like that, that it's like every single day you're interacting with this. And it's improving your life in some way. It's a tool, but it's helping you. I was like, okay, Cam, you call me red-handed. <laughs> I'm loving it. It's making my life so much better. And so I think anyone who's just feeling that inkling of like, hey, I don't know if this episode is for me. I'm not really feeling it. If you sit on it and you think, how much is AI already helping me in my daily life? Wow, this is powerful. Let's explore a little bit more. Like, Let's dip our toes in the water here. So mm-hmm. That said, um, I think there's kind of three big categories. The first that I want to explain is tools that you're already using. So many photographers now already are using tools that are coming out with AI features that have already released or are on the cusp of releasing. And that's just going a little bit further, right? It's not saying like, oh my gosh, I need to like dive head first, like we were talking about before. It's just saying like, hey, I'm already using this. Let's explore the feature that they're rolling out. So for example, that could be um, Gmail. If people are using Gmail, um, we use an email app called Spark. Basically, all of those email apps are rolling out with AI, which allows you to help generate copy. It will also um, help you rephrase drafts. There's a lot of things there where you're like, okay, I'm already typing out this email. I don't have a template for it. I'm answering this really niche question. Hey, Let's just tap into the AI here and let's help it fill it, help it use it to fill for us. Um, something else is Photoshop has come out with the beta version of their generative fill, which is blowing up right now. I do want to say a disclaimer that it is just for commercial use or it's not for commercial use right now. Um, But that's something really awesome that will eventually develop and come from there. And then Canva is another app that I know tons of photographers are using for um, creating their graphics and creating guides, anything like that. And they have a lot of different AI features that they've rolled out. Um, The two biggest ones are Magic Write, which is similar to in our... um, email apps where it's helping you just generate copy. And then also magic design where you can have an image and you can say, okay, I want to put a pineapple in my hand or I want to put a pink notebook on the table and it'll help you design with that. Um, The final tool that I can think of that people are already using is we're a user of HoneyBook for our CRM and HoneyBook is on the cusp of releasing their AI tool. And we haven't heard a lot of exactly what it's going to be, but basically it's promising like a really strategic workflow, um, really automated responses. And even it's looking like they have some of the graphic images that are saying like priority lead and that it's going to show like some sort of prioritization of those inquiries that are coming through. So that said, I think there's a big like entry point of, hey, let's use the tools that I'm already using, but let's start to explore these new features that have already come out or are about to come out. So I think that's a really great starting point. Um, the second category that we are always pro- proponents of is ChatGPT. So I'm going to put that as a whole category. ChatGPT <laughs> is a tool, um, but it is a really great starting point because it is currently free. There's a free version. While there is a paid version, the free version is 10 out of 10. And I think that ChatGPT, if people have not explored tools yet, is a really easy entry point that you can head onto the site, You can start plugging in some prompts. You can start asking for it to generate copy for you. And that can be a really easy place for you to get started. So that could be a few different things. It could be helping you with ideation, helping you to name products or name collections for your wedding photography. 
It can be helping you with first drafts. So first drafts for those email templates, first drafts for your copy that's going out for a new sale that you have. And it can help you with summaries. So maybe you have some bullet points and then you want it to just summarize those. Um, those are some really great high level broad brush things, but I do just want to do one tangible solution. Um, chat GPT is a great thing for wedding photographers to use for blog posts. We know that our images are the things that are shining. But it's a great thing that can pair with it to help you get those blog posts done. So that could be helping you generate the blog copy. And maybe that's a first draft, but then you're plugging and you're diving deeper and you're allowing for it to put together a second draft for you, a third draft. Maybe then you're just tweaking a little bit from there to get your creative genius on it. But it can also do a lot of those finer, minuscule tasks that are putting together a blog post, which could be like SEO titles or a meta description or excerpts if you use a WordPress blog. So a lot of things like that, that like don't take a whole lot of time, but hey, minutes saved here or five minutes to not put together your meta description and kind of finesse it to have the right amount of characters, ChatGPT can do that for you. So that's something that we always recommend for people to like, hey, dip your toe in the water here. Let's have this be your first tool, new tool that you're exploring because it has a lot of applications and it's really easy to use. Um, The other broad brush category that we want to go through is editing. So editing is coming out, editing and calling. Um, There are a lot of tools on the market. We personally use a tool called Aftershoot. There's also Imagine. There's also Filter Pixel. And tell us a little bit about that, Kim. Yeah. And so actually, I'm going to step back first to talk a little bit like how AI works. And so the, especially like these type of generative AI, it's based on the, obviously the program that's written, but more importantly, the data that it's given. So for all of these tools, both the data we're providing to ask it to do the things that we want it to do, but then also the data that the AI itself is trained on. So always keeping that in the back of our mind. So when it comes to editing, what's fun about it is that these are hyper-personalized tools. So these are tools that are using your images. Like that is the data set that's being trained on is all of your past edits. So with Imagine with Aftershoot, with all these programs, what we're doing is we're going back through our old galleries of edits that we love. We are taking all of those edits. We are feeding it through this program, waiting a day or two or sometimes a week to get the results back. But when it comes back, what we get to do is we use that now new profile that's been created specifically for you. And what it does is it takes your edits and it mimics your thought process and your decision-making and it applies that to every single image. So unlike like past edit programs where you need to, you know, edit your anchor images and then copy those settings across or maybe slightly tweak those. What this is doing is every single image, it's looking at it uniquely and determining how would Cameron and Tia edit this image. And it's going to use that program that you helped train to do that. And it does that over and over and over again. And you get to retrain it and make it better. And so like, this is just the very beginning stages and there's, Still a lot of work to be done, but like knowing that in six months, we're already here. Like what's the next six months going to look like as we keep training it and it keeps getting better is a very exciting prospect. Mm-hmm. So there's three big old categories that I think we can just start to explore. AI is a huge wild world that's going to keep developing, mm-hmm. like Cam was saying. And so we just wanted to give you guys some tangible, like, oh, let's dig into those three sections. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I actually like use all of those things. <laughs> Love, it. <laughs> so, Love it. I feel Killing like it. last year I discovered uh, Imagine and now mm-hmm. I'm on Aftershoot mm-hmm. um, for editing and culling. And then it's just like such a time saver. It's incredible that 
you can train it to your style. Exactly. It can get you for me. I feel like it gets me to a good starting point and then I just tweak mm-hmm. it a little bit, but it's already better than like my, the editor that I was using that I was paying like $600 a catalog for yep. now. I mean, after shoot is like 500 for the year exactly. or Imogen is like seven cents and it's still a fraction uh-huh. of the cost. And I know it sucks for that industry, which we'll get into, but yeah. it also is like better for me, <laughs> like it's exactly. for my pocket. And I just feel like I was so hesitant to start it or to try it really. And then my friends mm-hmm. were like, no, 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 you have to try it. It's, it's really, really good. And they would send me before and afters and they look identical. So I was like, all right, I'm in. And then once I got my profile back, I was like, that's it. No going back. This looks incredible. Uh-huh. So I feel like the, once you sort of get over that hump of like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in, you know, like you said, dive in or put my toe in. You can see the benefits of us as like solopreneurs, like doing these repetitive tasks um, easily and quickly and and for cheaper, you know, like and keeping more of that money in our pocket. And also I love, um, I don't know if you use later for Instagram, but they have a new AI caption writer. And like, I hate writing Instagram (laughs) captions. And now I'm just like, write something about this summer in the Hamptons. And it writes like three options. I'm like, oh, I'll I'll use that first line. or I'll use that second line. And it's like, boom, done. And it's so helpful. It's so helpful. Isn't that insane? I love that. And I love that you touched on like solopreneurs, all the hats that we have to wear. And this is just allocating some of those hats elsewhere to this AI tool and this part of this AI tool that's helping your program you already use. And I think that that mindset shift is so helpful in like, hey, this doesn't need to take over completely this full role, but this can take over three-fourths of it or half of it. And that is just allocating more time, A, for my business, or B, even more importantly, for my life, which is powerful. Yeah. yeah. And keep in mind too that like a lot of these programs do require a little bit of training or work from you to like learn how they operate and how it can best serve you. But you sink in those, you know, hour or two for these programs to like figure out how they're going to help your life. You can reap so many hours and hours and hours of benefits down the road. Like even like we're talking about for editing. Sure, it took maybe let's say a full day to find all the images, to upload them, to train the program. But now every single wedding gallery that we're delivering we're saving you know four five six hours of tedious work that's just gone now yeah Yeah, exactly we're we're still tweaking we're still doing some work but four hours every wedding is insane Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i had a friend ask me about it and i just said well it gets me to the starting point where i'm going to go in and be my neurotic color checker anyway Mm -hmm. so i'd rather just have the machine do it (laughs) and then me tweak it versus you know, spending all this money. So I feel like, I think you also have to change your mindset a little bit, right? Like it, is it going to be a hundred percent perfect every time? Probably not, but is it going to be like 80, 80% there? Yeah. And then you go in and tweak. I don't know a photographer that would ever leave, let anything just leave without looking at it. So, I mean, we all kind of have this like compulsive, like call it the greens have to be right or the skin has to be right. So <laughs> you're going to check it anyway. So might as well be like almost done for you. Exactly. At least for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, us too. Yeah. yeah, we do same day slideshows for our clients on the wedding day. I know. And so, oh, yes. that's so helpful. Oh my oh, gosh. Or sneak insane. peeks. Sneak yeah. peeks. Mm-hmm. Like take the pressure out of editing 100 images in like three minutes and then yep. tweaking for 20 and boom, you're done. I mean, exactly. just think of the whole Sunday you have to yourself that you just got back. Mm-hmm. Like when you start to like really dive in and like 
think about the things where it can really help you, especially as a wedding photographer, you know, it's like, wow, I can do, I can have a machine do that. And, you know, Tia, what you said about the blog post, I didn't even think about that. Like that wasn't even a thought to you said, I'm like, oh my gosh, chat GPT could be writing my blurb and then I I can like literally be done or it could could be a starting point. You know, I feel like this is a hot topic where um, copy editors could get mad or even photographers will get upset. And I feel like you have to take it with a grain of salt, you know, like, am I going to have chat GPT write my website copy? Probably not. But is it going to write a boring blog post for me? Like, sure. You know, I I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. So I think that there's a fine tune line of, we don't know the legal implications of this in the future. And so regardless, we're going to want to put our own touch on it, no matter what. Like, let's say we're writing this blog post that, hey, we just need to get it up there. Again, we want our images to shine. It's not a lot about the words, but we want to get it up there. Regardless, I'm going to put a little bit of my own spice in there. But there is also is a limit or like a level of what Cam was saying of it's only as good as the input you put in there. So if I just put some general stuff about the wedding that we just shot on Saturday, it's going to put something together that is blah, that doesn't really feel like our voice, but it gets us started, right? And that might have been the hump that was hard. But then additionally, I'm going to go in and I'm going to keep prompting and prompting. So I'm going to say, hey, now let's go ahead and let's use a brand voice that's very fun and playful and joyful, which is our brand. And then it's going to dig in there. It's going to add a lot of spiciness in there. It's going to add a lot of flirtiness in there. And that's going to feel a lot more like us. And I'll continue to prompt it of like, hey, let's also add in this detail that was really important to the wedding day. That is still my human touch, right? Because it's it's dependent upon my input. It's still using me. And so I think that there's this element of like, oh, well, I don't just want the computer to spit something out for me. That's not going to be good enough for me. But if I continue to dig and dig and dig, that is using me over and over. And so I think that that's really, really powerful and that can be really awesome. Yeah. I love that. Do you think that it will hurt the wedding photography business? Like, do you think that we should be worried about it? I know the the Photoshop beta is pretty incredible. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. insane. It's definitely, like, going to be a game changer. Like, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Like, should we be worried? So I think I, I'm generally a pretty optimistic person. I tend to look at the world half full. And so I see this and I get so excited. Like, obviously, there will probably be some downsides to this. But overall, big picture... I look at it with excitement. Also, keeping in mind the mindset like AI is a tool for us to use. It's not designed yet. And maybe in the future, we'll get there. We'll see. But it's not designed to be a full replacement for our work or other people's work. And when I think about like talking about copywriters being nervous about ChatGPT stepping into the picture, when we look down the road, I don't think we're going to see ChatGPT, like you're saying writing a whole website copy and replacing a copywriter's job. I think what we're going to more likely see is copywriters who are using ChatGPT starting to replace copywriters who aren't because they're using this tool to help advance and systemize and just improve their efficiency in their workflow. And so I think when we look at these tools, like, yeah, it's, it is changing the industry, but I also think that it's allowing us to spend more time doing the things we love because we get to save, you know, four hours editing that wedding. I think where we might start to see downsides is when we use these tools as replacements and we decide, you know what, this tool can save me these four hours in this wedding to edit, 
instead of actually spending the time doing what I would normally do and tweak these images, I'm just going to send it off because I would rather be done in a half hour. I think if we start seeing things like that, where we're just using these tools to replace our own work and stepping back entirely, I think maybe we'll see some downsides then. But bigger picture, I think we're going to start to see people use these as tools to improve their business. And I think that's going to be really exciting to see what people do with that. I also want to flip this question on its back. And I'm curious if down the road, probably soon-ish, we start seeing jobs actually be created because of AI. We start seeing AI managers. We start seeing someone who is the um, integrator of AI or who is managing catalogs that are then being run through an AI program for editing. Um, so I'm just curious about that of like, how does it shift some roles? Maybe currently private editors become, you know, an AI manager who takes your catalog, organizes it, runs it through an AI tool, and then pops it back out, uploads it to your gallery delivery service. Obviously, that's not the same volume, but then, hey, maybe they're able to take on more volume. They were only editing 25 catalogs a week. Now they're able to take on a hundred. So I, I'm just curious about the possibilities of like roles that are actually created by AI. So we'll see. I think it's really exciting. I think that's a really fun question. Yeah, no, that's a good thought. I didn't think about that. Like what will come out of it? Because I mean, honestly, who knows if they're not using AI to edit your stuff? <laughs> like, no, totally. Mm -hmm. you know, you have no idea. Like there's no, well, not that I know of, like a little cookie in there to let you, a little breadcrumb to be like, oh, I yeah. was used on Imogen. <laughs> I mean, you have no idea. So yeah, maybe that will happen. Or even people who are writing copy or doing captions. Like, I feel like it's solving problems or just like pain points for photographers specifically um, that can really help us. So I'm, I'm very pro AI, but also respectful of um, people who have businesses that maybe have to like, I hate that word pivot. <laughs> like maybe yeah. you have to pivot a little bit to stay sort of relative. But yeah, let's see what comes out of it, right? Like who, mm -hmm. what kind of new job title comes out of AI, which is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. So, you know, for people listening and they're like, okay, I'm excited, or hopefully we've taken away the stigma <laughs> of AI a little bit for them. <laughs> you know, where, how could they start implementing, you know, AI into their workflow? Like what would you recommend they start of uh, dip their toes? Yes. So I think in general, I feel very fortunate because Cam is a very naturally curious person. So like we were talking about earlier when I was like, I have nothing to do with AI. I'm just going to sit in my office and not worry about this. And Cam is like, no, let me push your boundaries. Like, let's start exploring this. So Cam is a very naturally curious person. Um, so tell them a little bit about like our batch working schedule, everything like that. Yes. Well, my curiosity comes with a downside also. I tend to uh, maybe procrastinate some of my work. I'll be, you know, <laughs> editing a wedding. I'll be halfway through. and I'll be like, gosh, you know, I wonder, I wonder if there's a tool out there that could help me do some of these repetitive tasks a little easier, faster, or more efficiently. And so <laughs> instead of actually finishing my work, sometimes I'll, you know, drift off and I'll start Googling and I'll do some research for a few hours and then realize I still have work to do. And I'm like, Kim, this has nothing to do. We have this beautiful <laughs> yeah. batch working schedule that not only is for us individually, but it has to sync up with the two right. of us uh -huh. when we're working, when we're on consults, when we're on podcasts. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with your current batch working schedule. Yes. But we also know that sometimes in those times where I just start researching or exploring, we do find these new tools or these new programs or something out there that is really exciting and does help us or save us immense time in the future. And so what we decided, what works really well for us now is we have a curiosity hour. I'm allowed to spend that time letting my mind go where it wants to go. It takes place every Friday. My curiosity actually tends to be, you know, 
a few hours, not just a single <laughs> curiosity hour, but I have that dedicated time to just research, to look up things, to just like be curious and let my mind go where it wants to go. And I know in my schedule, I have that time. So now when I'm editing that wedding, when I'm thinking, oh gosh, I wish there was this program to do this very specific thing, I can write it down. And I know on Friday, I can look it up and do that research. Or maybe sometime during the week, we heard about this new program called ChatGPT and like, Maybe we should be checking this out and see what it does. I know that I have my Friday to sit down and spend dedicated time checking this out, seeing what it can do, seeing how it can help me in my life and in my workflows. And now I have that time set aside to do that. And I think that is a very beneficial and exciting thing too. Yeah. So as for strategic advice for the listeners, we are huge advocates for some sort of curiosity hour in your schedule. I think that as entrepreneurs, we so often want to just be taking forward steps like forward, let's clear out our inbox, forward, let's do this blog post, forward, let's post on Instagram. And it feels like diving into the internet and just like researching, quote unquote, kind of feels like a waste of time for a hot second. It almost feels like a step backwards, but we like to categorize it as almost a step to the side. Mm -hmm. And that step to the side, if you take that time to dig into like, what's new, what's hot, is this tool a fit for me? Does this tool fit in my workflow? That could then just propel you, you know, four steps forward. You take a step to the side and then four steps forward. And so if people can find a section of time of like, hey, let's have this curiosity hour. Let's allocate this to just researching, to exploring, to figuring out what's new out there, to figuring out if it's a good fit for me. That can be so productive in daily routines and can be so helpful in just moving your business growth forward. Yeah, I love that. So Cam, what was uh, what was something you discovered in your latest uh, curiosity hour? Let's see. Uh, my latest one was, oh, <laughs> our, so a lot of my curiosity pointed also, at something. Yes, um, <laughs> focuses on our home life too. And so we've been doing a lot of research on uh, how to clean our house better. We tend to, <laughs> like we do have in our batch working schedule, we both have routines morning and nighttime to help keep our house manageable and clean but i feel like you know we're starting to slack a little bit so this last week i spent time researching tools to help us keep our house even better cleaner and so we got a new uh i can't remember the category yeah it's it's like a steam cleaner mop sort of tool uh you fill it with warm water and it heats up and has a scrubber that goes over the floor so it like mops but then also kind of vacuums and yeah it's like it vacuum form so it's like yeah. it'll get rid of us swiffering it'll get rid of us mopping we use it like efficiently as a vacuum <laughs> yeah we're super excited about it and i've been wanting a little green machine but i'm gonna be honest <laughs> that is do you know what that is Janae? have you like heard a steamer of it? like yeah, for the carpet it's for the um like yeah and for like your couches and like stuff spot cleaning. Oh, yeah, yeah it's like spot cleaning a lot and I'm going to be honest. I only want it because I see it on TikTok and I see all these cute girlies <laughs> steaming their couches. And I'm like, oh, I need that. So then that's when it goes to Cam and I'm like, okay, look up if this is actually a good fit for us. Like AI tools. <laughs> hey, does this actually make sense in our lives or do I just want it because it's cool and it's hot and it's the new thing? But we found it or Cam found, I'm going to be honest, yeah. that it's actually a really good fit for us. And so we just got a little green machine too. So I'll keep you all updated. See if it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, keeping in mind to our re- or like my curious time isn't always like necessarily just research a lot of the times and it doesn't pay off necessarily in just finding a new tool a lot of times it's paying off in that we're finding a new tool early or we're we're finding for example i found i was looking for a password manager for the longest time because we had 
I had a PC gaming machine. I had T was on a MacBook. We had all these different iOS, Android operating systems going on. And I was like, I need a password manager that can work in all of these systems. But I couldn't find anything on the market at the time. And so I started just researching and Googling. And I finally found this program. What we got lucky about was that it was still in beta. And so I joined this in beta. I got a test out. It worked for us. It eventually became public release. It became a paid product. Now it's a subscription product. But because we got in early, we now have lifetime access to this product for free. So I think one of the benefits of thinking about implementing a curiosity hour beyond just learning how to use tools or discovering what else people are talking about and making sure to implement that in your own business, which is great and exciting by spending the time finding things early, like we're discovering other long-term benefits, whether it's like founders deals, whether it's discounts or lifetime discounts on products. Like a lot of these things we're spending an hour or two doing this, but we're getting like we're reaping a reward, like $20 a month now for the rest of our lives for this program that we would otherwise be paying for spending two hours researching, which is also something to keep in mind and to be really excited about when you're spending this time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you mentioned the founders deal. Uh, I feel like with Aftershoot, they had like this um, Mm -hmm. incredible deal. I don't know if it's still going, but they have like 3000 seats or something and you can Uh buy it for $500 a year. And it was unlimited editing, unlimited culling. And I'm like, well, that one sounds too good to be true. (laughs) And two, where do I sign up? So I was like, I'm going to hop on that. I mean, it just, you know, it seems incredible. It's it's too good to be true. I'm like, all right, where's the fine print? (laughs) I just want to make sure you're not going to come back at me and say I owe Uh you more money. (laughs) Right. Uh I love that. Oh, you guys, this has been so much fun. I feel like I really have a good understanding of AI and how I can use it efficiently in my business. And like I said, I, I really do use a lot of these, pretty much all of them already. I didn't know about Canva and that's a good idea about the blog posts. Um, but I love Canva. I make all my tea with Janae artwork through there. So it'll be, yeah. I'm going to go and check it out after this show and see what else I can um, automate automate on my own. <laughs> yes. So good. I love, I love that. Well, let's tell everybody how they can find, you know, connect with you, say hello online. If you yes. Do, you do you guys- courses. Yeah. Like just give them the whole spiel. Let's hear it. You guys can find us everywhere at Cameron and Tia. So just our first name. So C-A-M-E-R-O-N and then A-N-D and then T-I-A. And um, we're posting on TikTok constantly. You can also <laughs> find us on YouTube where we put out weekly photography education. And we'd love to have you on over there. Oh, I would love that. Oh, my goodness. I had to put my camera on though, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to get my hair done or I'll just make sure I'm ready. <laughs> That's why podcasts are nice. I'd, I can just keep the camera off. <laughs> yes. Love. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. And then you also have a freebie, right? What is that thing? Yes. So... What we would love is you guys can head over to CameronTia.com slash T-T-E-A. And there we have a whole bunch of AI tools. So, right, we just scraped the surface today. We just went through these broad brush ones. But we want you guys to hit us up on your curiosity hour, get in there. And we have a whole lot of tools listed where you can just click on them. You can explore. We have them divvied out in content categories so that if you're looking for something for content generation, if you're looking for something for video, if you're looking for something for podcasting, you can go through there and you can explore those tools, find those things that are a great fit for you and your business. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, you guys, this has been so fun. All those links are in the show notes. You guys can swipe on up right now. Click on the links and let Cameron and Tia know you listened to today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope to have you guys on again soon. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. 
guys. I hope you loved today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Cameron and Tia for being our wonderful guests today. This is a really good episode. I think it's one of my favorites. So if you want to find out more about the couple, find out how to work with them, swipe on up, click those show notes, and let them know you listened to today's episode. Okay, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.